Hello and welcome to The Pound in Your Pocket, the weekly business and finance news briefing for students. I'm Luke Brown, and these are the main stories this week. Fears of a Russian invasion of Ukraine caused oil prices to rise to almost $100 a barrel, the highest level since 2014. The blockade of Ottawa, Canada's capital, by the anti-vaccine mandate Freedom Convoy, severely disrupted US-Canada trade. And new data showed that more than 17,000 retail chain shops closed last year in the UK. Unless you've been living under a tank for the past two months, you know that Russia has been sending hundreds of thousands of troops to its border with Ukraine. Western nations have been insisting that Russia will attack at any moment, but there's been no gunfire yet. Now, Russia is a huge exporter of oil. It accounts for 11% of global oil exports, which is a lot for one country. So any disruption or uncertainty from Russia sends oil prices all over the place. This week, the price for a barrel of Brent crude oil, the main international price used for oil, went up to around $97. That's the highest level in seven years, back when oil prices jumped in 2014. It's still not as high as the record $147.50 a barrel reached in July 2008, but it's still unusually high. The reason the price went up amid fears of a Russian invasion of Ukraine was because investors around the world started betting that there would soon be less oil coming from Russia, meaning that prices would have to go up. If there's less of a certain thing, its price goes up. That's why gold has always been so expensive. There's not loads of it. Rising oil prices will affect consumers around the world harder than normal, as everything is becoming more expensive at the moment. That's inflation, the rate at which prices increase. This week, inflation in the UK reached another 30-year high. High oil prices mean that petrol prices will go up at the pump, because petrol is made from crude oil, of course. The US government has said that it is considering suspending a tax on petrol until next year to alleviate the impact of rising prices across the economy on consumers. Let this story be a reminder that politics and business always interact. Here's another story about the political affecting the economic. Canada's capital, Ottawa, has been paralysed by a blockade by Canadian lorry drivers protesting against forced vaccinations cross over into the US. Of course, like most big protests, it soon morphed into something broader, a protest against all COVID-19 restrictions in Canada and against Justin Trudeau's Liberal Party government. All those lorry drivers hanging around in Ottawa means that the goods that they should have been transporting to the US have not moved as well as the Ottawa blockade, for a whole week lorry drivers also blockaded the Ambassador Bridge, a vital trade route between the US and Canada, which is also the busiest international land border in North America. Indeed, the bridge allows 27% of all US-Canada trade to actually happen. So, as you can imagine, these protests have made quite an impact on that trade. Canada's Department of Finance has said that $500 million in trade with the US has been lost every day during the blockade. The car industry in particular has been badly hit, almost $300 million in wage and production losses, NBC News reports. This is very painful for Canada, but also for the US, as a quarter of its trade with its closest trading partner is being choked like an exhaust pipe stopped by a tennis ball. The Canadian government has said that it will use controversial emergency powers to remove and arrest the protesters, even if that doesn't stop them. Freezing Canadian winter will soon get the lorry drivers on the road again. COVID-19 has been tough on businesses, but just how bad, we're still in the process of finding out. Data from PwC, 
a big UK accountancy firm, and the local data company, a UK firm which collects information on retail around the country, showed that 17,000 retail chain shops, such as Primark or Fennec, closed down last year. That means that, statistically speaking, an average of 47 chain stores closed per day last year. That's slightly lower than 2020, when 48 closed every day, but not great. Chain stores and high streets were the most vulnerable, with 6,887 closing in 2021. In contrast, chain stores and retail parks, the ones that are usually at the edges of towns, fared better, 1,197 of those closed. Fashion shops accounted for most of the closures at almost 1,400. And these closures haven't been met by a greater number of openings. That's the problem. More are closing than opening, which leaves urban areas a bit barer than before. This has been going on for decades, but the pandemic has made it so much worse. There is some hope, though. PwC predicted that the worst could now be over, with more independent shops opening on high streets and retail parks faring reasonably well during this period. All of us are learning to live with COVID, and so too must businesses. That's the latest this week. You can follow The Pound of Your Pocket on Twitter and LinkedIn, where you can share your thoughts on the podcast. Any feedback is greatly appreciated. Join me next Sunday for your weekly business and finance news briefing.